0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 731, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Let's read the passage. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this account of the ministry of Jesus to convince Jewish readers that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. So he uses a lot of Old Testament imagery, a lot of Old Testament quotes, because it's this Jewish audience that he's really trying to convince. But it's applicable to all of us as we see the events of the ministry of Jesus leading up to his crucifixion, death, and resurrection. He's in the section on the Sermon on the Mount. He started the adult ministry of Jesus, the healing ministry, which is attracting people, the teaching ministry, and he highlights the Sermon on the Mount, where he began with the Beatitudes. They talked about the distinctiveness of Christians. Christians should be different from the world, but have an impact in the world. talked about the fulfillment of the law, because it seems like he's giving new rules to live by. He says, No, I didn't come to abolish the law, the Old Testament. I'm the fulfillment of it. But in order to fully understand, properly apply the Old Testament, you need to follow my teachings. I gave these six examples of what people have been taught, but it really comes from the heart in how you apply it. Now he's addressing these three acts of righteousness. This is what normal Jews did regularly. They gave to the poor, they prayed, and they fasted. These are acts of righteousness, things that righteous people do. And they're thinking often. It shows that they are righteous by their doing it, or it even awards them some level of righteousness for doing it. Now, as we read throughout the whole New Testament, we realize, no, righteousness only comes from God because of our faith. But we can still call these things acts of righteousness because they seem like the sort of thing that righteous people do. So now he's addressing fasting. He's already talked about almsgiving, that is giving to the poor, and prayer. And this follows the same format. He says, whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, so their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. So the hypocrites are those who are putting on a show for others to be seen, to be acting righteous. And their desire is to receive praise from others, to receive applause from others. And so if you're fasting, you're going without food. And so, to make sure everybody knows you're fasting, you look like you are hungry. You put on a big show as far how hungry you are, so people will see how sincere you are in this fast and give you all the praise. So, they're acting gloomy. That's why they're hypocrites. And so, Jesus' instructions are, don't do that, because their motive is, is, is not a sincere motive for fasting. Their motive is to receive the notice of other people. And he says, truly, I tell you, they have their reward. What's their reward? What they wanted, to be noticed by people. Verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. Now we read that and we're not sure how to how to deal with the oil on the face thing, but he, he's just talking, that's what normal people do when you clean up in the morning. You Wash your face and put oil on your face. That's That's normal hygiene. So he's not saying put on extra fancy good looks. He's saying just act normal. And that's the case through all of these things. Act normal. Don't put on a show for others. When you give, nobody should know you're giving. When you pray, nobody should know you're praying. When you fast, nobody should know you're fasting. Verse 18, so that your fasting isn't obvious to others but to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. It's the same format as the other two acts of righteousness. He had more commentary on the prayer aspect. And so the the takeaway is fasting isn't to be seen by others. Fasting is between you and God. The issue is not how you do it in front of others. The issue is the condition of your heart. Are you really doing it to connect with God? Now, some questions normally pop up about this. Is fasting required? Well, nowhere you find fasting is required. Now, he does say whenever you fast in verse 16 and then verse 17, but when you fast. And some say, so that's an assumption that Jesus's followers will fast. Maybe he didn't say, and I want you to fast, go fast. He says, when you fast. So it's... That's a conditional, all this is applicable if you fast. So it sounds like an assumption, but that may be stretching it a bit. I know a lot of people say, this assumes you will fast. And so we've got to look, I think, elsewhere to answer the whole question of what is really expected as far as fasting goes. There's not a lot of fasting addressed in the New Testament. You have Jesus fasting in Matthew 4. In in Luke chapter 2, you had Anna, who was waiting for the arrival of the Messiah, fasting at the temple. You have an event where the followers of John the Baptist approach Jesus and say, why do John's followers and the Pharisees fast? But Jesus' followers don't. And Jesus gives the answer that you don't fast when you're celebrating with the bridegroom. There'll come like a time when he's not here and they will fast. That's one that people say that okay, Jesus' followers did not fast then, but now that Jesus is gone, fasting should be a normal thing. Well, it's not a command, so to be careful to make that into a command. In Mark 9, when the disciples can't cast out the one demon, Jesus says this kind only comes out through fasting and prayer. But then we see some examples of fasting. In Acts 13, when Paul and Barnabas are set apart for their missionary journeys, it came out of a period of prayer and fasting in Antioch. And in Acts 14, when Paul and Barnabas are traveling around of planting churches says they appointed elders after prayer and fasting. So we see a few examples of fasting. But we don't see an actual command to fast. So the question is, should we fast? And what do we make of verse 18 here in Matthew 6, where, "And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And we see that in the other places that your father who sees in secret will reward you. What is this reward? Is that the reward of just connecting with God? Back to the big question of fasting. First, what is fasting? Fasting generally is setting aside the intake of food for a period of time for the purpose of connecting with God. If it's to impress others, that's what Jesus is criticizing here in the Sermon on the Mount. If it's just to do a religious thing, then it's just going without food. But the purpose of fasting is connecting with God. And generally, whenever we see fasting in the Bible, it's connected with prayer. It's prayer and fasting. Something like the label it is. It's essentially setting aside food for a period of time to enhance prayer. Some things about fasting. This is uh, from Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. He brings up these issues of fasting. Fasting increases our sense of humility and dependence on the Lord because our hunger and physical weakness constantly remind us of how we're not really strong enough but need the Lord. Fasting allows us to give more attention to prayer. We're not spending time on eating. It's a continual reminder that just as we sacrifice some personal comfort to the Lord by not eating, so we must continually sacrifice all of ourselves to him. Fasting is a good exercise in self-discipline, for as we refrain from eating food, which we would normally desire, it strengthens our ability to refrain from sin, which we otherwise be tempted to yield. So if we train ourselves to accept the small suffering of fasting willingly, we're better able to accept others' suffering for the sake of righteousness. Fasting heightens our spiritual and mental alertness, since sense of God's presence as we focus less on the material things Fasting expresses earnestness and urgency in our prayers. So fasting is generally seen and associated with prayer. And I I like to think of it as a way of more intensely focusing on prayer. It's not a hunger strike for God that will convince God to do what we want by starving ourselves and showing how serious we are. That will impress him. That's not the case. Just like, what's the purpose of prayer? The purpose of prayer is to connect with God. Purpose of fasting, to enhance that connection with God. So, generally fasting is not so much to convince God to do something, although sometimes we see that nuance. I think fasting is more a way of looking for more transformation on our end of things. That we're serious about our own personal transformation. We're struggling with Decision looking for guidance from God if we're struggling with sin and we're looking for deliverance from God. So it's not so much to convince God to do something, but to put ourselves in more of a position to be open to God and His leadership. So is fasting required? No. Is it recommended? It's a good thing to do. Nowhere are we told we must do it or even should do it, but we do see it happening. And we see it happening in a positive way with positive outcomes. Out of the fasting and prayer in Antioch came the setting apart by the Holy Spirit of Paul and Barnabas. Both of them then, through fasting and prayer, looked for guidance to appoint elders in the churches. What's the best way to fast? there's There's a lot of resources available, but fasting should be done for reasonable periods of time, depending on your own health. But generally fasting is done just setting aside food for a period of time, not liquid intake so that you don't have uh, negative issues of dehydration. And it's accompanied with prayer. And the guidance Jesus gives here in the Sermon on the Mount is, is not to be a showy thing for others. It's between you and God. Is it okay to tell somebody you're fasting? Absolutely. Just like not that prayer must be secret, It's not that giving must be secret. The issue is the motive of the heart, not to impress others, but to connect with God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. So continue working through Matthew.